Hey, what's up? It is Ricky Daniel Smalls, and I am here with the Delivered from People podcast. We're doing something a little different this time, and um, you guys haven't heard from me in about a month. Um, we'll get to that later, but we are excited. Well, I am excited to be here with my oldest son, Christian John mm-hmm. Ramsey. I'm excited too. <laughs> so um, I had Christian... On November 28th, 2000, he is my oldest son out of three children. Uh, Both my sons are named after kings, obviously Christian. It's named after Christ. And my middle son, Josiah, is named after one of the kings of the Bible. But um, I wanted to have a conversation about relationships between kids and their parents. I have a lot of questions to ask Christian Um, some that I do not know the answer to, so this is going to be pretty cool. Uh, Chris, tell us more about yourself. What's going on? I'm Chris, of course, Y2K baby, as you heard. Shout out to that 2000 babies. But, um, you know, I'm glad to be here. There's a lot of conversations and stuff as a kid where I was like, I'm just always wondering if we would ever get to a point be able to talk about you know because when you like generally like when you first asked me about the idea it just kind of you know hit my mind as in, like everything's always been cool you know like you know like we really worked on a really good relationship together so I'm excited to be here yes um I was just thinking about like was it this week or last week um I picked up Christian and we were in the car, and I was like, do this real with me. Like, my new things are reels and TikToks. I try to do them uh, a little bit. And he's always like, nah, man, nah. I'm like, come on, man. I'll just be trying to stay off the TikToks. I don't know <laughs> TikToks where it's at. I, don't, I still don't have TikTok, but I might just get it. Really? I'm like, yeah. I, really, I might just get it. It's, it's really where it's at. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I post, but I don't really use it like that. Like, mm-hmm. I just stick to the reels on Instagram. But um, the reel was about uh, how I thought that Christian's teenage years would just totally kill our relationship. But the fact is that, you know, we ended up being the best of friends because now, Chris, you're how old? 21. 21, 21, 21. 21. I got a 21-year-old, y'all. <laughs> like, crazy. So even with that, I'm 40, right? So I had Chris when I was 19. And um, 19 might seem old to some people, but in reality, like, you're still a baby. And I had to realize that even, like, with Christian, like, you know, it was always like, oh, you know, when you're 18, you out of here. When you're 18, you're on your own, da da da. And um, I had to really learn that that is just not the case. Um, even mm-hmm. though I was super independent at 18 and 19, um, I had moved out pretty early of my house, of my mom's house. And um, I just wanted to be on my own. I just did. I wanted to move out and moved in with my sister and, you know, I paid real bills, you know, you know, my senior year of high school, like at the end, like I started. So, but. I also um, have a lot of respect for you too. Like being at this age, past the age where I had me. Yeah. Having a kid. I can imagine having a a little me right here, having to worry about all the time. Right. 
Um, I have to say that I was super mature. I just knew what I wanted and I wanted to be on my own. So, um, but those of you, uh, man, I'm saying though, but when I had you, that's a whole nother story that, that, you know, that really grew me up fast. At the same time, I felt like you and I grew up together too, because mm-hmm. I was so young. So what is it like to be the oldest child? Man, it's a, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> so, I am the youngest in my family. I am the baby and always looked to as the baby, even though I'm 40 years old. It's just always going to be like that, how to get over that. But you are the oldest. Right. And I've never asked my older sisters, like, what does it feel like to be the oldest? But what does it feel like to be the oldest child? And like uh, it's like a roller coaster. It's honestly, I look. I was very spoiled, and I appreciate that. Like I'm always been <laughs> just thankful for that. But <clears throat> I grew up almost selfish. Like I had to really learn how to share really, really fast. And okay. not only did my grandparents help me, but like that really like having siblings, I had to understand how to share and how everybody has to come together and stuff because. I mean, what, you, you got pregnant with JoJo, Josiah, and it was just like, wow, like, I'm going to have, like, another person that I know is going to look up to me off the rip. Right. Then I have my dad, and he has a son. Right. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. I'm really, a, like, oh, I'm the oldest. Like, I'm, I have little siblings. Like, I have to, and I have little dudes I'm going to have to always watch out for, like, give my life to you know, it's really cool, too, though. And then, right. of course, yeah, London, the third. It was just like, wow. <laughs> now I got a whole bunch. Now just a whole bunch. You got to always look out for each other, you know? Yeah. I'm excited for me to grow up, too, because, like, I just really want us to be extra close, like, yeah, super close. And I just want everybody, you know, to do what they have to do. And yeah. when it comes to, that's my responsibility as the oldest. Right. I, I can literally picture out everything for them that they might not know and that y'all could miss as parents just simply because y'all have to worry about y'all lives too. Right. I could easily draw that out for them and help them. You know, it's exciting. It, yeah. it helps me grow too considering I don't have a kid. Like, I don't... That's my replacement for a kid. I got a little siblings. Right. <laughs> ten, years, <laughs> ten years away. That's, that's half a month. So, that's, yeah. that's cool right now. Yeah, let's let's so. stick with that. No babies right now. Let's stick with <laughs> that. don't need them. <laughs> Okay, so I get that. I get that. I never honestly thought about that, but um, you were alone for a long time. But yeah, once I had Josiah, then it was Tino right back to back. I think they're like a year. Back to back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) This is actually like. Right. And then, you know, London two years later. So. Yeah, and I, I just love how close all of y'all are. And even with, um, you know, your other brother, like my kids are close. They love Tino. They're right. just they like, each other brothers, sisters, oh, my yeah. God, all day, like on the phone, 24-7, mm-hmm. go to each other's games and I stuff. So, yeah. And speaking of that, what is it like being raised um, in two different households? And, you know, that would probably be a book that you can write. So you could, you know, Mm -hmm. answer that to the best of your ability. But um, just a little background. So um, I am married. And then 
um, Christian's dad is married as well. So he has a bonus mom over there and um, his little brother, of course. So yeah, what is that like? Two different lifetimes. Yeah, like, I could imagine. <laughs> two different lifetimes and considering like y'all both took both households to different dynamics. Like it was yeah. around, it was the same. Like of course, you know, they were always taking me to church. You know, they they always went by that. But it yeah. still was completely different dynamics. It was just, you know, it was I got to learn a lot from both, which I which I was happy about. Yeah. One I got to learn about like a lot. But then two it also came with, you know, this complications and just Yeah. Yeah. You know, just a fight for you know. I was I, I like once again. I was the oldest. I was the only one at the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> everybody, like you know, they, you wanted me. He wanted me. You know, it was just, it was a blessing. Uh, as as like as hard as it could have gotten. You know, y'all did really good co-parenting. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was cool to see two different sides of things. And like as a side of things, I mean, you know, y'all raised me up as like, just you. Y'all were really together y'all put well together you know we all really going for anything strict <laughs> you yeah. want to say strict i know you do <laughs> yeah y'all are strict y'all are so we, strict we were strict y'all are so strict like yeah oh my goodness i didn't think i know i thought i mean y'all aren't super y'all weren't super strict now y'all weren't just like oh i want to get away but y'all are strict enough to where on their side of things they yeah. didn't care about anything at all yeah. anything at all so it's just like yeah I don't know I, you know what it that. is it's like I think they cared so mm -hmm. the thing is they I think more so Mario and Maria were like look if you're gonna make mistakes you're just gonna have to learn from it yeah. where we were like over trying here to prevent them so bad. yeah we were trying to prevent them so prevent bad them so, yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. I think you had just you know it yeah yeah. You know, growing up, that was one thing where, like, I was actually realizing, like, I never, ever thought one of y'all could, like, parent worse or better than the other. Of course, yeah. because both of y'all were growing. One, we were all yeah. growing as, as people. And then yeah. two is, like, this is both of y'all first times, too. <laughs> like, right, right. So, you know, I never thought about it as that. Like, I really appreciated both perspectives. Yeah, so I think um, what I love about Christian is that he is constantly looking at the positive side of things. I love that about him, but it also makes me worry because I'd be like, Chris, wait, are you like burying things? Because he'll say something. I'm like, that was a really bad situation, Chris. Like, you know, what you mean? Like, you know, it's all good. And then that's like Christian's saying, everything's all good. And I'm like, no, you know, um, I don't want Christian to bury his trauma and be trying to sort it out in his 30s like me. So I'm mm -hmm. constantly like telling Christian like, hey, you know, if that's bothering you, you need to work through it now. Like I promise you, you don't wanna yeah. do this in your 30s and 40s, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you know, the two households, we all made our mistakes. I know I made mine, like, oh my gosh. And yeah, you know, on that, when you asked me like last year, you had asked yeah. me like those set of questions where you just like, Really wanted to get an understanding that random night when you called me. Right. I was just like, you know what? Like, you, it was crazy that we never really had even got to it for real because, like, talking about it, mm -hmm. it was just like almost like I felt like it was just not 
as serious as it should have been, but I was also not really caring as much because mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really, I'm, I'm a very stress free person. I don't like, I don't, like, I don't worry about drama. I don't like having to worry about yeah. anything else and yeah. having having anybody else have to worry about anything I'm going on. So right. that's kind of the that's kind of the way I look at things and why I right. accept that. Yeah, which I still do. I still bury a lot of things. Yeah, but see, the thing about it is, when you bury things, um, unfortunately, they could get dug up. um, You know, later in life, with dealing with relationships, getting married, having kids, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean. Like it affects those things, and that's why you know when I called you a year ago, I wanted to have that conversation with you because. Like I said, I'm I'm dealing with some, you know, stuff now and, and sorting through stuff in my 30s. Right. In my late 30s at that, you know. Um, and, and just now, you know, what, two years ago, starting counseling. So, you know, I feel like I made a lot of mistakes, but I, I don't think it's ever too late to make things right. right. And, you know, that was my thing of just making sure you're okay, you know. But, yeah. um, no, I appreciate it. And it was like you understanding, like you understanding that so well. So well back then, yeah. If I would have ever like think about talking about it or something, yeah, it was just like I don't think I would like would have got the same answer or response, or maybe even like the same understanding, which shows the growth there too. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I just, I'm just I, happy we could talk about it because, um, you know. A lot of people can't. A lot of parents and kids can't come together and talk about things that hurt so bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to have that relationship with you or have, you know, that relationship with the other kids as well. Right. That was one thing, too. Growing up, I always wanted to make sure that y'all, like, wouldn't have to even think about if did I do this right or wrong with JoJo in, in London, like, I don't yeah. ever, like I really wanted y'all to be able to go with them smooth and allow them to, you know, just do what they do. Just make sure you inspire them to go that way. Like instead of right. instead of a like not a force, because I never forced me to do anything, but yeah. Instead of worrying about, you know, this and that, more just aspiring and letting them find out, but keeping it at a safe, you know, safe pace. Right. And that is admirable of you. Um, You know, first children or the first kid of the family, it could go either way. You could really, really care or you could be like, man, whatever, because, you know, I understand that selfish thing that kind of happens. And um, it's good to overcare, though. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And it's funny because. I don't. I can't relate to being, you know, the oldest child, but I know what it's like to have multiple mm-hmm. kids and knowing that the oldest is like that. It's like that test, you know, not not like a test. Um, what am I trying to say? Like, you know, that your oldest child, you're gonna make all those mistakes and learn from, you know, as far as having kids after that. So it's like I feel like sometimes Christians always like, man, the the first child got it the worst and I'm like I could see that I could see that because I do feel like by the time you get to that second and third especially that third they get away with a lot of stuff yeah they do Mm -hmm. and I could see that 
because that so, second still was still growing up with the first, so he gonna get the two. Right. But then, then look, the first is up and out. And now it's just the second and third. Now it's like, all right. Yeah. Facts. Okay. Yeah. What do you think is the hardest part about being a kid, being an adolescent? Um. From from the mindset I'm trying to take on in life right now is probably realizing what exactly makes you happy. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Because that takes you a long way in life. Like you can... I didn't want to go on the answer as far as, like, what you want to do or, like, yeah. what you want to work on, but, like, what makes you happy? What do you enjoy doing That's that will get you to somewhere that you can be comfortable? Because I feel like starting at a really young age is, like, really just the code to it all, for real. Mm-hmm. You get you, you get this and get a solid thing going for them and just go mm-hmm. with it and just don't stop. I mean, that the hardest part is just understanding the dream, for real. But that's also the, the funnest part. If funnest yeah. is a word, the more fun part. <laughs> because, you know, you do get to try a lot of different things and see what you get to do. There's a lot of mistakes in between that, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the hardest part is just finding out exactly what makes you happy and, and keeping that. That's good. I didn't know what you were going to say to that. That is that is good. So, um, give us some background about you being a student athlete. Yeah, so I've been playing sports y'all have had me in sports since i came out the womb for real (laughs) like i've always been in something organized since i was little little and you know just growing up and always having to do school and sports and playing multiple sports and it was like it was just really fun it really helps you get into a mindset of just focusing on what exactly you need and to be a really good student athlete is really just understanding how wherever you're going is producing back to you. How are mm-hmm. they how are they, you know, treating you as a player? How are they having the system? Like it's it's really hard to it's really easy to go to a, a really bad system that can make you also struggle in your student abilities too. Mm-hmm. So that the relationship between the coaches is very important to as where you go because yeah as I said wherever you go you got to see what they're doing for you too you're getting your good grades it's easy to focus and snack on the grades and and just get going now it's up to them to keep going and keep you motivated as far as what you're doing because it's it's easy to take that motivation out of somebody a lot of student athletes get it dragged out of them Mm. and you know I just don't think it's fair but that's that's something you got to see, you know, react on before it's too late. Right. So Christian is being super humble. Um, He, let's see, I put him in basketball when he was, oh my gosh, let's say four years old. Mm -hmm. And we never stopped because little did I know he was incredibly athletic and talented. Mm -hmm. So he went on to play, um, and it became a year-round sport. Um, he traveled starting in fourth no, grade. 
Yeah, nonstop, nonstop. Up, up until he graduated, he traveled. Yeah, I uh, honestly just got like healed from every injury possible. Many injuries. <laughs> he, never, he also played football saw. at times. Yeah, so you played football at times as well. Um, never stopped. And through injuries and all that. Um, Christian was blessed to make the varsity uh, basketball team in high school as a freshman. That was one of his goals, and um, he succeeded in that. So, um, back on the court. Right. (laughs) Organized. Right. So, being a student athlete who has graduated, but um, you didn't continue on to college in, you know, athletics, what advice do you have for young adults like you? All right, so I had a thought about this earlier, too. It was branched out into the same thing. And honestly, growing up, as far as, like, life after high school, after graduating, can go two different ways. It could go the school way or the non-school way. And as a student athlete, being outside of that right now, missing out on all the games and all the practices, whatever, just even lifting, you know, that's like I miss it so much. And yeah. it's just like, because that's just the whole lifestyle. That's the that's all that way of life that you go by and keep going to stay focused by. But by school, I also was, I went to Georgia Highlands for a semester too, which is why I was going to go back to uh, go play for them. School way, you know, that's all you can focus on, too. Because hmm. schoolwork ain't no joke. Quizzes, <laughs> <That laughs> all that. Is, no no, no joke. Some people get by and cheat, but it, you can only cheat for so long before yeah. you realize that you got a F or a D. Yeah. You know, they don't play. So, you know, focusing on that, that's that's major it just takes a lot too. So it's big props to those getting it done and staying on the court or the field, you know, that takes a lot of focus also. But being on both ends, I've honestly really, I really, I I miss the, I miss the student athlete life for real. Yeah. And I understand that. Um, I know that Either way, it's super difficult, you know, mm-hmm. going on and not playing and then going on and playing. Um, and yeah. even those who have went on to play. I mean, you're not been... playing and worried about life and just, you know, yeah. like, I got bills now and stuff. I mean, right. it's cool right. too, but it's, it's hard yeah. either way. Yeah, either way, because um, some who have gone on, you know, to play, they struggle because you're young. You're, mm-hmm. you're 18 years old getting thrown into the world. Um, and you know, your, your load, your schedule is so hectic. You got to make good grades and still hit that court and train. I got a lot of partners that can struggle in grades. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Blessed to be able to go back in this semester. Yeah. No no joke. Struggling grades, struggle in, you know, being homesick 
like you ain't got no family no nothing that's weird sometimes Mm -hmm. for kids some kids embrace it they're like whatever but some kids you know really struggle with that to have to go on and you know you can't see your family your family can can barely see you play um let's not even talk about getting traded you know to a not traded (laughs) this is this is not the nba but (laughs) let's not forget about you know moving school transferring you know transferring that's the word i was looking for let's yeah let's not forget transferring you know to another school um so it it is it's super difficult so now we're gonna jump over a little bit to some personal stuff about you know the relationship between um, parents and their children um I'm just gonna start off with this like bam what would you have changed about our relationship when you were growing up uh that depends on what you mean by that um, it could be anything. It could be small. It could be big. It could be you know whatever I, comes I to your mind. As far as growing up, like before ten years, I wouldn't change a thing. Like you really did what you had to do. You like really raised me right and kept me safe and all of that. Like I've never been in danger with you. None of that. So I wouldn't change any of that. I mean, you that that those are probably to ten years too. <laughs> but you know, yeah. You just love me so well, and like I just I really found an understanding for love. But um, what advice did your parents give to you that you didn't listen to, but you wish you would have? <laughs> a lot of things. I, mean, I got <laughs> I got to think of. The, I don't know. I can't go specific because there's a lot of little things y'all tell me, and it's just okay. And I go on my own and do it. It's like, oh, nah, should have did that. <laughs> that happens on a daily. <laughs> so, um, but in general, shoot, would probably be, it would probably be just, uh, there's a lot of girl advice I was giving me that I was not listening to. I was <laughs> I was just about to say as no, a was, joke. I was just not. <laughs> I was just about to say as up. a joke that oh my god, Chris started with the girls quite early. It ended up getting me just drama. I and not Chris was a lover boy, <laughs> and I'm talking about starting in like third grade. <laughs> yeah. And I'm talking about drama started in fourth and oh just continued god. on the rest of his life. Until this day, I'm still like, leave them alone. Yeah, I'm chill now, though. <laughs> I'm cooling now. When I, I tell you the too. girl stuff was so just, I just couldn't believe it. When I tell people this, they're like, really? I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I was <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. I was just, and it was like, honestly, when it started in third grade, it was just on accident. I didn't know it was bad to have two, three girlfriends. Oh my like, god. Like actually like an official girlfriend. So like when I had that little Blackberry of a Blackberry I gave me back in third grade, I mean and now now I can text them at home. It was just like I didn't know it was bad to have them right in the like class right next to us or anything. And that just went on from there. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it was nothing that got me unfocused. It was just an extra distraction that just 
I cut I cut certain things I listened to. I would like yeah. if I would listen to y'all, I would just been out then and there. Like I would have my mate, my mom made up still find out for myself. Right. That's right, who I am right. as a person though. Like as much as you can tell me someone like something, I'm so stubborn yeah. that I just like I know I finally found out. I know I gotta find out wrong for myself, which isn't good. I gotta get that done early. So I have I learned that, that about you. Yeah. yeah, I have learned that about you. So what do you wish your parents understood more about you when you were growing up? And it might be hard to answer, you know, because it says parents and you have so many. Like, you know, you had our mm-hmm. household and your dad's household, not to mention, you know, spending so much time with um, both grandparents. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you could think of anything. Yeah, I really um, got left in the whole fam, for real. Oh, I know. Left in the whole fam. Right. But what do you wish your parents understood more about you when you were growing up? Um, hearing that, I don't think it's more understanding. I think it's more accepting. Okay. I think it's more accepting as far as things. So I had to go to more detail. I wish... Like, I wish my dad and them, like, the side of the family would kind of just accept the fact that you know I was making a certain decision I was making and doing what I had to do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and yeah. then not have, like turning that into a thing and mm-hmm. then I wish like y'all would just accept the fact that like you know I'm gonna be okay like let me go out there let me branch out let me go do this like yeah and then like yeah. I'm like I'm gonna be fine like I, I know y'all don't care about the safety but yeah. I'm gonna have to get out and do something to find out exactly what I like, what I wanted to do as far as things. And like, I mean, I mean, I'm always like, y'all let me outside, of course. I've always been out just doing whatever and stuff. <laughs> Not yeah. even stuff like that, but it's just like, it's gonna be cool. Like, I have just certain rules that had to really apply to, you know, being back at a certain time or right. not being able to ever do a certain thing. Like, it was just more accepting that that's how I was going to find out, you know, who I was really going to be. And then, yeah. Because no matter what, I'm I'm already raised to be a respectable young man. Like, no matter what. Like, that comes off of just how y'all raised me. I think it was just accepting the fact that everything was going to be cool. Yeah. I get that. I I was a <laughs> extreme... I was an extreme helicopter parent um, when I had you. And a helicopter parent is a parent that hovers. Um, you know, you were my first. I had never done this. I was scared. I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, Chris, you know, as he got older. And I mean, what was it? Seventh, eighth grade, you know, when they start to go out, you know without you and hang out mm-hmm. with friends and you wondering who they with and then high school comes and you wonder who's driving what's going on I mean it's you'll understand when you become a parent how rough it is but I had to realize that you know I couldn't be a helicopter parent like that and I had to realize that you know as much as I trusted God with so many things I just wasn't trusting him you know with you and I had to let go and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you had already set the path where I was going, you know? Yeah. I was like, the path was already set. Everything was, you know, fine. You just had to really just. Yeah. 
Good job. And just, just trust that faith in it. And I think it was, it wasn't always you we didn't trust, you know. You had your time, you whole know. World. I wouldn't, if I had yeah, a kid right now, was, I'd be scared. I would be so scared. It was the world. It was some of your friends, not all, but just some. <laughs> um, the ones you, you know, were really tight with. I, I've always been in I, trouble. I just haven't, I, I've right. wasn't, I've I just been the one that hasn't, like, had the filter. I just wasn't, yeah. I knew when not to do something. Mm-hmm. I knew when to get away and I knew when to just go home. Yeah. Like, that was the one. Like, I was always just that one person that, like, oh, like, you know, he's cool. You know, you do this. Like, he's he's around, but he never, like, does any of this. He's not yeah. going to do something stupid with us. He, you know, yeah. Oh, thank and that's you. what I wish Hallelujah. a lot of people would understood, too. Like, that y'all would understood. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and that's what I wondered. I always yeah, wondered. Did, yeah, y'all did it, no, Chris... y'all did allow me to just go out. Y'all did allow me to go out, but. Yeah. I knew I never would understand it because I never came back and be like, oh, you know what? There was this, this, that. Like, people did that, that, that. Well, you're never you going to tell me that, though. Right. You were so quiet. Like, you weren't going to tell me anyway. All right. I'm going to just go ahead. I'm, I'm safe. I know what's going on. I'm, I know right. my right mind. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was more so the world. And then, like mm-hmm. I said, going back to seventh, eighth grade, um, that's when it really hit me. Like, I have a black son. You know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. The world is nuts. And that's when it hit me too. That's when I realized. Yeah. I was like, I don't want him to be out if something happens just because he's black. I don't want him to be out if something happens because he's black with some other kids who are actually not doing right and right. gets caught up. Like I had all these scenarios going through my head and you know, I was terrified. Yeah, you know what scenarios. I mean? Yeah. So I've calmed down a lot with that, you know, even referring to uh, it's my hard little to. son. Yeah. It's really hard to, like, it, it's really just coming to, to, it literally comes just to faith and knowing that God has us. Because yeah. when you think about stuff like that, like, it's so easy for something to happen. Like, I went to QT down the street the other day with my friends, and it was just four of us because we were going to go to the gym. We came out to QT, mm-hmm. and he was just posted. Of course, he just followed us, and he's talking about his tents. His tents, they're not even, like, they're not no bad tents. You can see in the car. He just wanted to catch us with something else, and you know. But you know, we're always doing was going to the gym. Like it's it's everyday stuff like that. See, Thank you should have told County. me that because <laughs> you should have told me that because now I'm like because I still you know even that, that hasn't being, happened in a while. But like it's just another case. Uh, like it's, it doesn't know. go anywhere. But yeah, but just even you being you know on your own, your own apartment now, and. You know, I I'm, I'd be so worried. I just be like, oh my god, this is where your seatbelt. Don't give them no reason, you know, mm-hmm. to stop you, and um, yeah. because they will, you know. I remember you really the reason. yeah. I remember me, you, and and James going back and forth with you know the hair and growing out the hair when oh that became gosh. popular. Because I didn't want you to be oh judged. Oh my gosh! I didn't want you to be judged. Okay, oh my but goodness, that's just, I, now I don't that's know a whole conversation. That is a whole other conversation. I didn't want you to be judged. I didn't want you to feel like I mean, you need I'm to weird. look like everybody else, and you know, now hair is so wild they can't judge nobody because yeah. everybody got crazy hair now. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. I mean, celebrities. Because a lot of kids have my their hair shaped like mine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just not gonna be being able to uh, do whatever with their hair. Every time Chris got in trouble, we shaved his head off. He'd be like, "Yeah, that's oh my god." 
Because we felt like time. it's like an old like fable, like an old wives' tale that boys act out when their hair is long. Yeah. So I was definitely going with that. Yeah, I wasn't even. The thing is, I wasn't even doing crazy stuff. I just was always getting constant attention with trouble. That was enough to just be like grounded right. for something. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, I was always say I had one time in seventh grade where I maybe had a little fro. And then I was gone, and then you know, <laughs> high school was fine. You know, finally do whatever for real. Yeah. And I ain't yeah. cut my hair t- three times in high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the hair—that's a whole nother thing. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I remember I was like, "Well, how old was I? <laughs> I think I was like 13. I, I, I was either 13, 12, 14. I was like, I'm 13. I should choose what uh what hair. I oh do. yeah." I was in eighth oh, grade. Yeah. I was in middle school. Yeah, but upset. see, yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh you God, feel like a man. You feel like a man, but we sitting there thinking like, mm, your hormones are raising and you yeah. acting crazy yeah. and this and that. Yeah, the hair was the whole issue, but it really was about the fact that it was something new, and a lot of us parents just didn't like the wild hair. Mm-hmm. We were just like, because, you know, having a low cut was so common. Yeah. It meant that, you know, it's it almost clean, made you look like the it's 90s clean. was a clean look. Yeah, like you came, you know, with black families, when mm-hmm. you have that low haircut and keep it cut, it, it makes it seem like you came from a good family. Yeah. Like, and if you I've see read. them with you know, hair looking crazy, it kind of meant that, you know, your your home life was unstable and this and that. So yeah, us that parents look had at to, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Us parents had it's to get true. used to the fact that it was it was a whole trend that literally took over the whole world. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm ready for it to go away, but it literally I still don't like it. It literally took over like the whole world. I think it's super distracting, you know, when you're in high school looking like that and in school, but it is what it is. I'm over it. I still think my Christian is super handsome, you know, with a short haircut, but... I'm thinking about cutting these dreads off. You you keep saying that. You keep saying that. I told Chris if I had, like, a whole bunch of money, I'd pay him to cut it off. And it's not that, you know, I don't like it. I just like short hair better i just think it's clean cut and you know all right i got a couple questions left um what could your parents have done differently to help you succeed um and this isn't even in the case of like i'm mad at y'all or anything like this is just an answer for it just to go for it it's it's honestly just not going to kennesaw that's it oh i did did everything perfect everything is perfect I we did not. Right, I'm, I mean, okay, as far as succeeding. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. As far as succeeding. Yeah. And and then also just, you know, common, re- like, altercations between, you know, you and just who you're co-parenting with. Yeah. And other yeah. than that, it was just, honestly, just a place. Because I was on the, I was in the right team just growing up forever. Yeah. But I just don't think they had it together at that time where, where I needed to be, especially for my skill level. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Okay. That was, yeah, that's it. What do you think you could have done differently to help yourself to succeed? Um, Consistency is key. 
consistency is key. And I, yeah. um, like one thing James always says, never get too high, never get too low. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's big. And I try to stay on top of that, but it's easy to get way too low. And yeah. then it's so easy to get too high and you're just up and you're like, it's okay. Like, but yeah. it's just going between back and forth from between that is those, those phases and those obstacles you, you face between those. Yeah. Um, you just can't let those bump you too hard. You can't. Mm-hmm. And now that, 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 that happened a lot. Yeah. And it was mentally too, because it, every day I was getting up, working my butt off, like, you know, I'm in the gym doing whatever. Yeah. But just mentally, it tore like, it really tore a lot mentally and just, it made a lot of things hard on myself where I could have just easily got over it, you know, did what I had to do and just stay on the road. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. That's good. I like that answer, Christian John. <laughs> All right. So um, some of you know, and some of you may not know that I do have um, SLE. It's a form of lupus. Um, I was diagnosed what is it 2014-15 so um it wasn't like um you know I had health issues Christian's entire life but it was definitely a surprise back then um what does it feel like to have a parent with a chronic illness I also have fibromyalgia back issues all this stuff that you know kids don't tend to understand what's going on they just know uh you know my parent don't feel good or they're sick but what does it feel like to have a parent with a chronic illness? I mean, it sucks. You know, it's life, but it sucks because, like, just seeing someone you love so much, you just have to even worry about stuff like that on the daily. You know, it's just so inconvenient. And then myself, as I like, I just grow and I, I feel my body. I just like, I wonder, you know, about the how is if it's hereditary or not, you know, how it goes to the DNA and the genes. Right. I just wonder, you know, if it affects me, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I feel for her because, you know, I have a lot of messed up stuff in my body, a lot of a few broken, a few fractures and stuff, and just feeling the tension between how, where it healed and just knowing you, you have to go through that without even having to get injured or anything, you know, it's just hard. I just, right. you know, it's just terrible. All you, all you can do is just, you know, research and then just love. Love for real. Yeah, that's it. I always wanted to ask that question, um, you know, and when my other kids get older, I want to ask them the same because now they're too young to answer, mm-hmm. um, you know, to their best ability. But um, yeah, that that part with wondering, you know, if it's hereditary, you know, and which it is, you know, um, I man. I am a big advocator for my kids. Like, even the times where Christian has had, you know, his injuries, you know, going to the doctor, I'm like, I want to get him tested for autoimmune, you know, <laughs> like, Lun and Josiah, same thing. I'm like, I want to get them tested. And, you know, they turn me down a lot because they're just like, it's, it's, it's a fracture, man, you know. Um, my husband, his aunt has lupus as well, so just knowing that it's on both sides of the family for my other kids. Oh man, that wrecks me every time. Every time London, you know, is laying around or she's like, my legs hurt. I'm always like, what do you mean? How long they been hurting? Like, you know, yeah. So that is tough. And, you know, 
all I've been able to do is just, you know, pray over my kids and, um, and, and their kids because, you know, it skips generations and, and all that stuff. If you don't know, um, y'all out there in the podcast world who are listening, my husband has a podcast called The Good Ground Podcast. It is the bomb, and um, he's about to get it started back up. But I love something that he does at the end of his podcast. And I wanted to do this with Christian because um, when I'm with him, I'm constantly bringing up music. When I was growing up, I was all about music. And I love all kinds of music, all kinds. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought I was a little thug. I ain't gonna lie. So I know (laughs) my sister (laughs) just recently found out that the kind of music I liked back then was like real hood so they're like oh you like the hood stuff like you know pastor troy yes pastor troy oh yes all that that that's me so um but anyway um like i knew all the lyrics to everything you know tupac especially when he got real hardcore I was just like wow and now i'm like i can't believe i used to listen to this stuff (laughs) but uh Christian um is I'm an artist. Okay. I got music out. I'm an artist. Christian John Ramsey has music out as an artist. What is your um artist name? Ramsey. Ramsey. Simple. Ramsey. Simple lovable. A lot of people call me it. <laughs> My dad would love that. Christian. Until some other girl on me, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, Christian is named after my dad, um, John Ricky Ramsey. <laughs> so um, that's cool. I'd be listening to Christian's music, you know, some of the stuff. He's not big on social media. He don't post a lot. But when he do, you know, he'll post his songs. And I'm like, watch your mouth, Chris. <laughs> all these cuss words. I don't be trying to, I don't be trying to be too bad. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then talking about the girls. And I'd be like, ooh, I, I can't listen. I can't listen <laughs> This is not for me, but I had a question for you. So, um, we we talked one time about mumble rap, mm-hmm. and I was telling you I can't stand it. Like, what in the world? Like, this is yeah. this horrible. How, what you feel it's about different. mumble rap? Honestly, I enjoy mumble rap simply because you know I, I like getting into you know just the trap stuff too, like the beats and the way they put hard hats together. You know, it's just fast paced. And, yeah. like, I'm really a fast-paced type of dude. I mean, I'm always fidgeting with something, you know. So that, that's really what gets me because I, I grew up enjoying music a lot, too. And, you know, that had me playing drums, piano. You know, I'm dancing. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'm seeing you doing poems. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I always had a feel rhythm. Great. Always. Yeah. And so I enjoy all types of music, too. But I feel like mumble rap, I don't ever want to say it – messed up rap because it's all an art everything is an art and i respect all art no matter what it is or who does who does it you know like so it's a thing like they're freestyling they're doing their own thing that's how they're doing it and you know they're making it work but i feel like whenever the next real you know real artists real different artists and when it comes back that's gonna bring back the music game for real because everything sounds the same, the exact same. Yeah. 
It does. Not, that, not only does it, you, you listen to the same thing over and over, you say, I don't hear the same bars, we hear the same words over and over and over. It yeah. also, it also like, you get depressed from it too. Not not depressed, yeah. but you, you're going to think that all day, every day. You're not even yeah. out there shooting no guns or nothing, doing this and that. Like, right. You, you're going to, in that, just that fast pace, you're not getting no soothe. You're not getting any good frequencies to like, or like just a good melodies to your day you're always on go I just feel yeah. like it just puts you over the edge sometimes but again I love mumble rap though like I, I love it I think how I mean way, how can you vibe to it if you don't understand what they're saying you gotta understand what they're saying <laughs> no 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 this is how it goes this is how it goes it's a little mumble rap you either one under you gotta you just gotta understand what they're saying you gotta listen or two you just gotta really enjoy the beat and know how to dance and how to get rhythm and just kind of go with it because one thing like Young Thug, which is big, probably about mumble rap around for real, is yeah. that he makes his voice an instrument on the beat. His voice is an instrument. Yeah. So now you got to figure out, you know, how he's being melodic and what he's doing and how he's matching the beat. And then that's another way to listen to it. Because, like, so, like, a lot of people didn't understand, like, growing up, I was always, like, like when mumble rap really started popping, when people ask me like what I listen to music for, I'm like, I really listen to the beat. They're like, bro, how do you listen to songs like for the beat and stuff and like how it goes? It's because like they're not listening as deep as I am. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing what they're saying, but there's really a certain way you, you lay on a track, like stuff on a track that really just goes together well. Right. I'm really into like orchestra music too and jazz. Really? Yeah. Like a lot of video games have certain orchestra things to it, and it just really mm-hmm. grabs my attention. I just, I think I could put that together with mumble rap, and not just mumble rap, but like kind of beats and rhythm as far as that. Right. And That's I think dope. that would be my that'd be my difference from everybody else. Yeah, and that's what I hope for you. You know, being in the um, music industry is to um, make a difference. You know. Um, be your own person right because me growing up and being into music so much um everybody was different nobody was the same so it is a little weird now to you know turn on the radio and everybody sounds the same Mm -hmm. either you're mumble rapping or you have that whole drake thing going on yeah that rapping singing singing. yeah Yeah. rap singing yeah Yeah. that's it so that's, that's it. it. That's Which all. Is why he was the that's artist it. of the decade, because that's all. As all people know. Yeah, that's it. And you know, versus you know having people like Biggie and Tupac and Jay Z and um, you know Ice Cube, they were all different. They were all in their own lane, mm-hmm. and you loved all of them. You know yeah. what I mean? And there so, was a purpose between all of them. Like yeah, now it's just it's it's clear cut people just want money from it yeah they just want the money they just want the money back then there was like story like real life like stories that just need to put be put down not just because they want the money but like that's just how they live you know there was a lot of certain things that come together that i mean a lot of people do now yeah but it just it just takes that extra emotion and effort into it and the realness behind it Everything's right. fake and what's going on right now. Everything is so fake. 
Yeah. So fake. And, you know, we had that too, you know, here and there. But, yeah, I could see that now. It is very mm-hmm. fake. And that's why <laughs> Christian definitely grew up in a household. We were like, do not listen to secular music because, yeah. you know, it just had gotten so horrible. It was just like, you know, and, and that's me being a helicopter parent, you know. Even now, I, I don't really listen to secular you know, um, something from the 90s or back in the day will catch my attention. But um, I listen to a lot of gospel rap and these rappers now don't even want to be called gospel rappers. They just want to be called rappers. Are you serious? Uh, Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they want to be respected either way. (laughs) Um, But they're playing into it too. They mumble yeah. rapping now. They yeah, sound yeah. They like Drake. They got Take Keith on the beat and stuff. Oh, you played that man. one song I, I heard, Take Keith. I was like, whoa. When did they? Yeah. When did that happen? Right, and I don't even <laughs> know them. But when you said that, I said, see, look at that. Like I'm yeah. just, you know, and, and there's no judgment there, but it's like, we, I mean, they do you know, they do. we are supposed the, to be different. But you though, saying the gospel but... rap, like they they changed the gospel. I never knew that, but I always like, yeah. kind of wondered. It was like had that feeling that that's what they were kind of doing for real. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They nothing wrong with it. Right. But, you know, because I was such a big rap fan, you know, that's why I listen to so much gospel rap. It's just I like beats. I like rhymes. I am also a poet. You know, it just right. comes naturally. Yeah, but like how people put things together. Yeah, but um, big fan of um, Andy Maneo because he has kept, you know, his own personality through it all. You know, he he got some hits that sound, you know, a little Drakeish and all that. <laughs> like I was I listening one time. James was like, is that Drake? Andy Maneo. Uh Ray was like, is that Drake? I was like, no, it's Andy. A N D Y and M I N E O. Yeah. Yeah. I'm big fan. You know what I mean? Like he's been out for a long time and um he stays consistent. You know what I mean? Like he just stays in his own lane. Um but anyway, um, I do hope that, you know, you make a name for yourself um, that, you know, that nobody can compare you to anybody else. Mm-hmm. I need a positive you know? name. Yeah. I I'm, I'm not trying to be in no drama or anything. I'm just right. saying it's another way to be able to get my family to yeah. be in a place above the last generation. That's the point. Yeah. You just got to keep, keep doing that. Okay, so beside... Um, you know, your love for music. What do you like to do in your spare time? Or, you know, what do you care about? Basketball. You know, basketball doesn't go nowhere. I love basketball. I dream, eat, sleep basketball for real. I mean, even as I'm not playing anything organized, you know, I'm at the age where that that dream could still be my dream. I mean, that really doesn't go anywhere. I, in life, I could be successful in basketball, but, yeah. you know, it's still a big dream and with my IQ, I just carry on with what I know and keep just keep going. And, you know, like basketball really is a lifestyle. It applies to everything. And that's why I, one thing I helped me realize growing up in the household was like, it really is coming, it all comes full circle together. Yeah. In life. It does. I do that. Um, I take, I take photos. Also, you know, I'm trying to get my look back up, back oh, right. Nice. Trying to get my clothes up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I always told you you could model, but you didn't pay me no mind. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm get into it. And then working. <laughs> just working my butt off for real. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. 
and speaking of basketball and all that it's so weird like our life was nothing but it for so long mm -hmm. you know with Christian I mean packing the kids up I mean babies I've never really told y'all how much like I appreciate y'all for what y'all did for it because like like growing up like seeing Joe and London grow up yeah. it's just like wow y'all really had me out there for real from the get and the jump consistently you know I really appreciate that oh well you know we saw the talent and we were going for it you know mm. we knew it was something you love you were you know amazingly great at it or you still are and so, um of course I am. <laughs> you know and your siblings you know they had to we had to put, you know, this stuff on the side, like, wait, because we, we were just too busy with right. you, you know, we had to wait, literally, till you graduated right. and stuff to even think about trying to do stuff with them, but mm -hmm. um, it's so I funny, you know, Josiah's uh, walking in Chris's footsteps, you know, same schools, all that, so going to his games, football and basketball, it's so weird, you know, going um, and, and parking behind Kennesaw Mountain to pick up JoJo from practice oh my gosh it's like deja vu it's just so crazy I'm like we've we've done this before for so long but um you know JoJo has it hard when they when people find out who his older brother is you know mm -hmm. they, they assume he has the same <laughs> kind of talent and you know kids are different so it's funny but Christian John gonna be right for sure though. I got two beasts coming yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Both in the same grade, two definitely get it done. Yeah. Are they really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. All right, Jojo and Tino. They gonna do it. They for gonna sure. get it done. I have one more question for you. When it comes to the term delivered from people. What does that phrase mean to you? How does that apply to your journey to adulthood? Um, shout out to DFP, by the way. Go ahead and go get your merch. Um, <laughs> I honestly just believe that everyone has their own season. Everything, Everybody's going through their own thing. And if you're sitting back, Wait on somebody to tell you how they feel or the reaction or just you know any opinion then you're going to get stuck you're never going to grow but being delivered from people can almost help you deliver you from yourself too because now you understand yourself you know your worth and that's just it just helps you grow up to where you want to be big facts Chris big facts it, it, it first and foremost it helps you to become delivered from yourself i love that christian john thank you for being on this episode of course i appreciate, I appreciate you so it i've been trying to do this for months and we finally got it done sure um are. for all of y'all listening out there i just want to encourage you know um healthy communication and conversation um between parents and your kids, um, especially when they get to be, you know, in that 20 year age range, it's just good to continue to have talks and, you know, and not wait so long um, to have these serious conversations. But mm -hmm. I hope you guys are encouraged. Um, Christian John, 
I pray that your ladder will be greater than your past. And I believe that for you. And God's going to do great things in your life and continue to do great things. And I love you so much. I love you so much.